0: Today's name of God is the God of grace. So I'm wondering if you look behind me if you can find it. The God of grace. And as you can imagine, when you talk about grace, you could talk for years on the topic of grace. And it's going to be impossible here today to to, to cover every aspect of uh, grace. But we're going to look into uh, God's word today and we're going to hopefully discover um, the amazing grace that's available through Jesus Christ. By the way, as believers, uh, you're instructed, as I am, to grow in grace. As you get closer to God and get closer to Jesus, the grace of God grows in you. I want to remind you, too, that Jesus, the Bible says, was full of grace and truth. Grace is not a license to do whatever you want to do. Grace is balanced by truth. And so we're going to look at something that really I've never done before. And so that's always interesting. So I'm on a leap of faith with you today. So so bear with me. Um, I'm going to take a phrase from probably one of the greatest hymns written called Amazing Grace by John Newton. And I'm going to take just a, a phrase from that beautiful hymn. By the way, that hymn is sung over 10,000 times every single day around the world, Amazing Grace. I've got a friend, and Tammy, Tammy knows Michael, Michael Clayter I use this story all the time. He's got a great job. Michael is a musician in Gainesville, and he gets to take his guitar, in fact, he flew down to Miami when we were with Austin, and he came and played in Austin's room and we sang, it was beautiful. But he gets to do this on a daily basis at Shands Medical Hospital. He takes his guitar and he goes to cancer patients and he plays for them and sings for them. I, I envy him sometimes because I'm like, man, what a great job. And we were at a party one time, I just simply, just in passing, I said, Michael, what's the, what's the number one requested song when you go from cancer patient to patient? And he said, without hesitation, amazing grace. I mean, you go to funerals, it's sung there. uh, It's sung in bars, in churches. Why? Because I think we can all kind of relate to um, that amazing grace. Now, John Newton wasn't amazing. He was called Blasphemous John. Everybody hated him. He was despised by everybody on the ship. His his dad was a captain of a ship and everybody hated Blasphemous John. Uh, He grew up, his parents got divorced and he was uh, scarred from that. He became very bitter and very angry and and very resentful and mean-spirited. And uh, it was on that ship one day where he had a, a, a radical encounter with Jesus Christ. His friend was thrown overboard and instantly died. And that was uh, uh, the beginning of a series of events. Uh, he also got sick uh, one day, deathly sick. And he was a, he was a slave trader. It's a really interesting. Slave trader. He would take slaves from the coast of Africa and ship them over to the United States and all over. And, and uh, he got deathly sick. And because he was despised when he got sick, they just threw him down with the slaves. And it was the slaves... That mended him back to health. And after his friend died and he saw that, he had a radical encounter and became a lobbyist. He became a a voice. He became a diplomat against slavery over in England. Radically changed. But he wrote the, the words to that famous, famous song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. So you know that. I can't help but not think that that, that when John was writing that beautiful hymn, that he also was aware of a story in Acts chapter 9 about a guy by the name of Saul who was radically transformed. His name was Saul. It was changed to Paul on the road to Damascus. and, and, And Saul was just like Blasphemous John. They were in need of a... A savior. They were in need of amazing grace. Grace that kind of keeps giving day after day after day after day. And I can't prove this, but I just cannot help but think that John Newton knew of the story of Saul. Maybe he said to himself as he was writing that, 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 the, the words to that song, Amazing Grace, maybe he knew that if God could do it for Saul, he could do it for me. And if he can do it for John Newton, he can do it you. Why? Because he is the God of grace. And it's grace that is amazing. You can't talk about it in one service because it's so amazing. So I'm not going to try to do that. I'm going to try to just take one phrase from John Newton's song and hopefully illustrate grace that is amazing you got your notes, and I don't know how long I'm going to follow the notes today because I'm just kind of just going by what we do, and and we'll see where we go. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. What a great line. What a great phrase. John Newton rejected, mean, angry, radically discovered that amazing grace. And the first description that he writes to us is, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I want to ask you a question this morning. By the way, how many are with me? Let me hear a big amen. What does does grace sound like? For some of you, the way you grow up, the way your parents treated you, perhaps you didn't grow up hearing that beautiful sound. But grace is a beautiful sound. It's a sound that rescued Saul on the road to Damascus. Saul was a murderer. He had legal papers. From the religious leaders in Jerusalem to to go and on the road to Damascus, he was on his way to capture some more Christians and throw them in jail. How, How bad can you be to yank people out of church, throw them in prison and kill them. And yet Saul on that road to Damascus, grace was beautiful and grace blinded Saul. See, sometimes grace is going to do things that you don't fully understand. But it was God's grace that blinded Saul. He was, he was blind for three days. You ever wondered what it's like not to see for three days? An intelligent, articulate Smart man Saul now is blind for 3 days and he can't see. All at the same time that Saul was struggling with what's going on. Why is this happening to me? What is going on? He heard God speak to him. Saul Saul, why do you persecute me? He was sitting in a dark room all by himself and at the same time that Saul was struggling with what was going on in his life, God spoke to a man by the name of Ananias. Probably never heard of Ananias. Just minding his business, going to church, trying to be a good Christian. And God spoke to Ananias. By the way, Ananias, his name means God is a gracious giver. He wakes up one morning and his email from God. Ananias, I want you to go to this house. And there's gonna be this man by the name of Saul. And Ananias freaked out. You gotta be kidding me. You're asking me to go to a house where Saul is. I've heard about Saul. I've read him about him on the internet. I've seen his Facebook post. You want me to go and you want me to confront Saul? And he started to argue with God. He started started to come up with his defense on why he didn't have to do this. I wonder if there's anybody here that's ever done that to God when God asks you to do something really difficult. Anybody? But God, God's heard that a million times a day, had not he? And Ananias comes up with his defense, and God just a little bit more sterner commands Ananias, go to Saul, and when you get there, I want you to lay your hands on his head and pray for him. So here is Ananias. God is a gracious giver. He gets to the house where Saul is. And I'm sure he was fearful. I'm I'm sure he was scared. I'm sure he was timid. I'm sure he was confused. And all he did is did what God told him to do. And the Bible says that Ananias, God is a gracious giver, laid his hands on Saul. And in an instant, the Bible says that scales fell from Saul's eyes. And he saw again. He got some food, and then the very next thing the Bible says that Saul was preaching all throughout the region that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. See, grace is amazing, and it's a a sweet sound. And as disciples and believers of Jesus Christ, we have to be in tune with what grace sounds like. You see, the voice you listen to and the voice you hear is going to be the voice that you follow. And I'm concerned that many times as believers, as Christians, we are following grace. Not the sounds of grace, but we're following the sounds of, of, of labor, of works, of trying to please God through our efforts. And the Bible says that we're not saved by our works. We're not saved by being good. We're not saved by the things we do that, that are good. We are saved by grace so that no man can boast. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. And John Newton heard those words. And Saul heard those words. And their lives were changed. And so as believers, when we tune into the sounds of grace, it should change us and make us into the people that God wants us to be. And I'm going to just share one scripture with you. And we're going to discover what the sounds of grace really sound like. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. Go to Matthew chapter 3. Real quickly, Matthew chapter 3. And by the way, how many are, are here today and you've heard the sound of amazing grace at least once in your life? Can I see your hand? Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3. Three, and this is not your notes. I told you that we weren't going to follow them too well today, so uh, bear with me. Matthew chapter three verse, uh, verse, verse 13. Then Jesus came from, from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, "I need to be baptized to, by you. And do you now come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out of the water. And at that moment, heaven opened up. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven came, this is my son. With you I am well, I love you, and with you I am well pleased. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. I want to talk to you just for a couple minutes about what grace sounds like. And this is a beautiful story. It's one of my favorite stories in the New Testament of the sound of amazing grace. And I I, I pray it's the sound that you are going to, tune into and hear and follow. Because when you hear the sound of amazing grace, it changes you and it makes you into the person that God wants you to be. Notice that Jesus was in Galilee. That word there means doorway. How many know that doors have a way of leading us from one season to another season? Doors are good. When they're locked, it's not good. When they're open, it's good. It leads you into a a new season, a new room. And Jesus was was coming from Galilee to the River Jordan. Now that word there, Jordan, means descending. I've been to this river. I've baptized hundreds of people in the River Jordan. It's a beautiful experience. But it, it, it is, the word Jordan means descending. That's where the Spirit of God descended on Jesus as he was baptized. So the story goes on to say in Matthew chapter 13 that that they went from Galilee. He went from Galilee to the Jordan, and the Bible says that Jesus was baptized, and when he came out of the water, at that moment heaven opened up. You see, church, good things happen when we obey. It really didn't make sense to Jesus or to John, and they debated it on the shores of the river Jordan, and it didn't make sense really at first. But when you and I choose to obey, good things happen. And the first things that happens when you obey is that heaven opens up. Heaven wants to open up for you. There may be some people here today, you feel like heaven is closed and and, and there's there's no way to get through and there's no way to have dialogue. But the Bible says that the heavens open when we live a life of obedience and do what God tells us to do. So the heavens were open. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. How many of you would like to have the Holy Spirit descend on you as you walk the walk that you've been called to live? What happens when we obey? It happens when we tune into the voice of grace. And the heavens open and a spirit descends and comes down on Jesus and then something powerful, then God begins to speak over Jesus. Here it is. What does grace sound like? Well, our first indication of what grace is, is the first words that Jesus heard his father say about him. I believe this is the first time that Jesus audibly heard the words of his father, and these are the words of grace, and the same words that were good for Jesus are good for us today. Can I get an amen? And so now this is the very first time where Jesus audibly hears the voice of his Father. Heaven opens. The Spirit comes down. And God begins to speak over Jesus. Now remember, Jesus had not performed one miracle He had not fed the hungry. He had not healed the sick. He had not cast out any demons. He was just starting out. But God the Father wanted Jesus to hear a message of grace. And the message of grace is amazing. It's amazing for John Newton. It's amazing for Saul. And it's amazing for you. It's not based on what you do. It's based on who you are. It's not based on your performance. It's based on your position. That's why he's the God of grace, and grace is amazing. And God spoke to Jesus and said, before you preach your first sermon, before you heal anybody, before you feed the 5,000, I want you to hear this amazing sound called grace. Before my two boys went off to college, we had a, a family steak dinner. And we got all the boys. My dad was there, and, and, and uh, Dr. Bob Bashan from Winter Park United Methodist Church, and my brother, and their cousins, and the only guys. And we got together and had a big steak dinner, and the steak was good, but that wasn't the best part. The best part was what we did after the steak dinner. I got, first it was Austin and Aaron. And, and we got them in a room, and I asked all the other people that were attending to come with words of affirmation to speak over our sons as we sent them off to college. Powerful. I mean, my dad didn't do that for me. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, he never did that. And I was like, this sounds like a really good idea. I wanted Austin, I wanted Aaron to know that as they head out to college, Austin was going to to play football at Birmingham Southern and and it was a big deal for us to drop our son off to Alabama for the first time no one knew him in Alabama. We're living in Florida. I mean, it was emotionally very, very difficult. How many parents know what I'm talking about? And no one ever told me my kids were going to leave. No one. Got four kids. There was times where I wanted them to leave, but no one ever told me that my kids were going to leave and grow up. So in our living room, before they went off to college, we had a night of T-bones and words of affirmation. Because I wanted my kids to hear that beautiful sound of grace, amazing grace. How sweet the sound. And it was a little weird. It was a little awkward. We had never done that before. But it was amazing as they were sitting there on the sofa, and, and, and Grandpa started speaking over them. Pastor Bob started speaking over them. And I started to speak over them. It was amazing. They started to cry. Why? Because grace is amazing how sweet the sound. It was the same words that God the Father was speaking over Jesus. Before you head out to college, before you start your ministry, before you do one thing for me, I want you to know that I've got some amazing words of grace that I want to speak over you today. Something happened. My boys were like empowered. By hearing those amazing words of grace, they were, they were strengthened, they were fortified to go out and face the world, knowing that they weren't loved for what they did, they were loved for who they are. As I prayed over my boys and sent them out into the world, God the Father did the same thing to Jesus. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you. What is the sound of grace? sound like? Well, God said it over Jesus. I love you. You know what we ought to be saying more? Is I love you. To our family, to our spouses, to our children, to our grandkids. Your kids and your family can never hear, I love you enough. Say it every day. Text it. Phone it in. Leave a message. Get a poster that says, I love you, because we need to hear. Because when, when we say, I love you, that is the sound of grace. That's the sound of acceptance. That's a sound of approval. That's the sound that I believe in you and I'm with you and I'm never going to leave you and I, I've got your back. We need to hear that. How many know in the world, you don't get a whole lot of I love yous? You get stabbed in the back, you get stepped on, you get run over, and so, kids and grandkids, you and I, we need to hear, I love you. In fact, let's just, let's just do it right now. I know this is going to be weird. That's okay. You're weird. I'm weird. We're weird. Just, just, just look at someone to your left and right, and you probably may not even know them. Just say, I love you. Just say it. I love you. Love you. Love you, George. Love you, Tom. Love you, Donna. Love you, Eric. Love you, Kelly. Love you, Mike. Love you, John. Love you, Mark. Anne Marie, I love you. Love you. I love you, Tammy. They thought I was going to miss that. (laughs) Amazing grace. How sweet. I know that was awkward. I know that was weird. I know some of you are like, we've never done that in church. Well, really? Hmm. Maybe that's why you're trying to earn God's love. Maybe that's why you're trying to do good, try to earn it. You don't have to earn it. It's a free gift. I got this written down. The Bible is a religion of grace, or it is nothing. No grace, no gospel. Moffat said that. Grace is a, is a free, undeserved goodness and favor of God to mankind, Matthew Henry. Phil Johnson said, grace is the, is the free, benevolent influence of a holy God operating sovereignty in the lives of undeserving sinners. And I wrote this one down by Phil Yancey. Grace is not about what we can do for God. Grace is about what God can do for us. So the first thing, the first words that Jesus heard his father say audibly, Jesus, I love you. Isn't that powerful? And you guys know this, and I know you know this. But good things are, are worth repeating. The first words that God the Father spoke over Adam and Eve was, I bless you. I believe in you. That's what grace sounds like. I believe in you, Adam and Eve. I'm with you. I bless you. And then you know the first words that Jesus spoke after his first sermon, Sermon of the Mount. First words he spoke in a sermon was, blessed. Where did he get that from? He got it from his father. I hope that you're living a life of grace, a life of mercy, a life of goodness and kindness, and your love, not for what you do, your love for who you are. So God the Father spoke over Jesus, I love you. You are my son. You are my daughter. With you, I am well pleased. And that was all Jesus needed as he started his ministry. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I wrote this, I wrote this down. What is the sound of, sound of grace? It's, I love you. I'm pleased with you. You're my son and daughter. I believe in you. I value you. You are gifted. Your future is bright. I'm with you. I'm in you. I'm alongside of you. I've got your back. I support you. And that's all we need. That's what amazing grace sounds like. And whatever is going on in your life today, whatever you're walking through, you can know the sweet sound of amazing grace. He forgives you. He loves you. He's given you eternal life. We don't have to wait until heaven to start walking in the benefits of knowing that we're loved, we're accepted, God's approved of us were his sons and daughters that's why when john newton was writing that beautiful song first thought of his mind was amazing grace how sweet the sound i hope today bruce if you go to the keyboard i hope today that you will lean into that voice of grace that that voice will empower you to live the kind of life that god wants you to live You're forgiven. You're free. God loves you. He believes in you. He's walking with you to walk through this difficult thing called life. And if he can do it for John Newton and he can do it for Saul, he can do it for you today. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. If you'll stand up across the auditorium, I'm going to bless you today to go and to be the people that God wants you to be.